0: Ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen boys, boys and girls, and girls it's, it's time, time for the main event of the evening. This, this podcast,
1: podcast is scheduled for roughly 60 minutes, minutes give or take a, take a few. Of you. Now, now, now introducing, introducing
0: the principals. The, the man with the best the beard in the business, business. Brian, Brian the, the Beast Islick. His Eastlick. tag team partner, partner, Laura Abiyah's one and Robert only Robert true Robert god Robert king, Judge
2: the Truth die they're the reigning defending podcast tag team champions of the internet i present you things about
0: we back on that live shit,
1: y'all. Oh, yeah.
0: Back at it again.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, We just want to take this time to apologize to you guys for not having a um, live podcast last Thursday. Um, Some shit went down. We wanted to do... We we started, I was like, oh, maybe 10. Then I was like, oh, maybe 11. And then just,
0: you know... Motherfuckers just won't leave. Circumstances, man. (laughs) Circumstances. Did you make good tips, at least? Fuck no, dude. (laughs) No.
1: You have a bunch of boomers out there?
0: Boomers.
1: Damn, man. Fucking boomers don't like to tip.
0: Which is. How dare you! It's weird that baby boomers don't like to tip, being that. They created the stereotype that black people don't tip.
1: Boomers. Some of them are racist.
0: Yeah, some. We'll go with some of them are racist.
1: I mean, well, because you can't include a whole group. Because, like, you know, there's not like because oh, not I understand because not all millennials are bad. You know, not all millennials
0: are worthless, you know. Yeah, some of them create apps. Some of them are more like me. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about your brother? Like you,
1: comp- you comparing you and your brother as millennials?
0: Are we not millennials? Do we get a pass think, on that? I don't please, know. What? Please, can we get out of the millennial? What category? was? Yeah,
1: but the the um, the the generation after that's not that great either. Um. <clears throat> stereotypically of course they're not any better um
0: whoops shit i did, typed in a different word well not after that isn't the new one millennials z or uh, uh, uh generation z
1: yeah something like that um 1982 and 2004 so yeah you guys were definitely millennials
0: doesn't that make you a millennial?
1: Yeah. Like I'm at the like the oh, very okay. beginning of the millennial, which I guess they kind of split millennials into two. And we've talked about this before. So like <clears throat> there there's like a group but like a group within millennials and that's like the very beginning of millennials. And um basically yeah. I think I think it has something to do with um I think it's something with they call it something like some some sort of millennial, but basically we came along with technology, so we've seen technology grow and we're able to adapt with it. Even though we're oh, like,
0: grew, yeah, grew with it.
1: Yeah, we grew with technology because you had like shit like, fucking, like, NES and Super Nintendo and computers and all that shit. We we grew up as that stuff was coming out, so that's why we're able to kind of like adapt within the new technology pretty nuts
0: it is that's crazy. and you you
1: guys have always had kind of technology so i mean that that's been that's that's good for your guys um like but like when you were growing up probably when you probably weren't afraid to like mess with technology were you or you probably like were able to like get on your dvd player or vhs if you will
0: well, that was the thing, is I just chose not to, man. The same thing with uh, writing in cursive. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I cannot read or write in cursive. How do you I sign
1: d- your name, man? Print. You print your name?
0: Yeah, Comic Sans, Like, dog.
1: Dude, I don't even think that's fucking legal on a contract, man.
0: Yeah, they always say, uh, you're supposed to sign here, and I go, yeah, I did. <laughs> print, sign. Same thing. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's ink on a piece of paper. I showed up to the courthouse. Deal with it.
1: (laughs) Next thing you know, you're going to be writing an X on all your contracts.
0: (laughs) I'll do it. I'm down with an X, man. I sign an X. You guys deal with it. Fuck it. Yeah, man. Uh... (laughs) No, and now they don't even teach cursive in school, which I say yee hee to that what were we teaching kids like be lazy enough to not pick up your pen sign your name in illegible scribbles because it's cool fuck that fuck it dude fuck it we'll do it live I told him that in the second grade and I still say it now fuck cursive what's this long hand we rewriting the declaration of independence <laughs> no you're signing your own goddamn name you should, you should you should write your name so that other people can read it oh shit <laughs>
1: so how you how you like the new wallpaper i got on the computer screens for us man
0: i'm digging it dude i got this. T- tell
1: tell uh, them tell them why i switched the uh the uh the screensavers too
0: Well, right now I'm looking down the barrel of a Yukon Denali. (laughs) Looking real fine. You look into that shine and I think you can even see the photographer. (laughs) Yeah, then... uh, um, Screen number two, we got that
1: Ferrari. That's not a Ferrari, bro. That's
0: a Lamborghini. Oh my gosh. Dude, so remember we talked off. about
1: that? We we were talking about that Lamborghini the la- that is last la- last yeah. week. I remember? Because you're like, that, I was like, I you miss- want the Denali? I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the Lamborghini.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I did misspeak. It was as simple as a misspoken word. Because <laughs> now that I look at the headlights, I know it's a Lambo. And the fucking and um, it's hot. It's ha- ha- hot. And.
1: The doors, man. The Lambo doors.
0: <clears throat> Is the Lambo the only one that goes up like
1: that? Yeah. Nah, there's other cars that have them like that. But um, remember in 50 Cent Song, he's like, I put Lamborghini doors on the Escalade.
0: <laughs> yeah. An iconic piece. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: dude. <laughs> I'm
2: going
1: to shine, oh, yeah, homie, until yeah, my yeah, heart no, stops. No, Go ahead and envy no, me. No, no. <laughs> I'm rap's MVP. I ain't going nowhere. So you can get to, get know, to me. know
0: me. Yeah, get to know the podcast, guys. Yeah, dude,
1: get to get to know us. We're we're gonna we're gonna be there. We're gonna be we're gonna be level. We're gonna be like we're gonna be like up there with notorious podcasts, you know. From from uh, I don't even know what to say. From not from zero to hero, we've never been zeros, you know. That's true. I guess just hero to icon. Is that what we're trying to go to?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'll take that hardcore icon status.
1: Hell yeah. Cuz you know, when you got belts, you know you're obviously a hero.
0: Yeah, you come after you come after these belts, man. I'll take whatever you got.
1: Speaking of defending, what do you them?
0: got? A little bit of lunch money? Give it. <laughs>
1: Speaking of defending the belts, what, what, uh, how'd your show go Saturday?
0: Oh man, that show went great. It was, uh, you know, me, Tiffany Beneman, and the great Dan Umpton came down and graced us with his presence.
1: Dan Umpton. Dan Umpton. He's a he's he's the residential uh, larper and uh, Viking of Des Moines.
0: Oh yeah, he's Des Moines' bad boy.
1: Renaissance man.
0: We had we had a uh, we had some shitty weather. We had a uh, uh, construction out front.
2: Still, we man, had uh, everything that was construction going us. on
0: out in front of the market. Yeah, we had everything going against us, man. And everyone who made it inside made some noise for your boy, your lady, and the prestigious Dan Upton. Man, it was a it was a great show. Uh, and I feel like I did really well, but I got to give a lot of credit to Dan because having him there, man made me give not only 110% but like 100 and like 25
1: to 30%. Damn, and people are going to be like, I mean, why you know, don't wanted, you why don't you give that 130% every time? Is what they're going to be asking now.
0: I don't but that's it's because I look up to Dan as a stand-up because yeah. I know he's a he's a true professional, man. He d- handles his shit uh, he makes people laugh, man. Even if you're not on board at the beginning, he brings it around and he gets you. And he's a—I mean—he's a true professional at his shit, man. Back when I was serving food at the Funny Bone, he was up on stage making people laugh, as I'm giving him hot wings and shit. Maya Dan's up there making people laugh, and I've always—I've looked up to him since day one man as a host of the uh the open mic and shit like that yeah he uh... I've always wanted to do a show with dan and then when i finally got my opportunity to be on a show with him i i just went all out man i went i gave everything i had to to give a good show
1: yeah my first time at open mic he uh graced me with the prestigious title of Hardest Shoulders of the Night. <laughs>
0: yeah. <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good, dude. <coughs> yeah, yeah a- that was good <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> I am a rather large dude. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I got to give big ups to the umph. Tiffany did great, you know, being in a tumble. Uh A lot of people are there to see her, and she rocked the crowd like a, a you know like a true pro i mean that's the way she brings it every single time and then when she you know when a tum shows up she shows up and it it really made for a great show man
1: oh no doubt i I can tell you know that uh a tum was a tum a surprisingly good place for comedy
0: which it is, that It really is a great crowd. You can get away with, uh, it, like, people talk a lot about, like, things you can't get away with in comedy. And mm-hmm. Atumwa really is a no-holds-barred of just be funny, and these guys are going to like you.
1: Basically, they're like, be funny or we're going to jump you outside. <laughs>
0: So I feel You're like with they that are main road closed. You don't have far <laughs> to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're gonna block you in, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, I yeah I love doing shows at uh, the Market on Main. And they do a bunch of other shit over there that doesn't have to do with. Yeah, they got a lot of
1: music and shit on Market on Main because I see a buddy of yeah. mine that does a lot of music there.
0: Well, yeah, my boy Fuzzy with Garrison Rock. Yeah. They're doing shows over there.
1: Uh, my buddy JP Jones, he has uh, my dad's friend, JP Jones. And I, I guess I'm friends with him on Facebook too. So, but like he does, um, he does a lot of, um, band stuff or like, um, music there. So pretty legit place.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, if you're in the area, you got to follow him on Facebook. Uh, and check out all the stuff they're doing because it is constant that oh, they're yeah. doing stuff over there.
1: They need to bring back an open mic because I definitely go to an open mic and and you know tell them what market.
0: Well, yeah, and they told me, uh, they told me last night there's an open mic on Wednesday nights. I was like, well, I can't do that.
1: Oh, so they got Wednesday night open mics, huh?
0: Yeah, Wednesdays, but that's my night with my boy. Yeah, like I'm just chilling, man.
1: Yeah, I might, I might have try to. I, I might have to hit him up then, Wednesday you night.
0: You trying to ride solo and shit?
1: Maybe. I mean, you did for a while. So <laughs> yeah,
0: show up on the bike, man. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: I'll do Down that. Right
0: up to the front door, like. <laughs> <laughs> was so that the open mic, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> it right, right in there,
1: right? <laughs> have someone open go. the door yeah. for me just write it down into the bar
2: yeah <laughs> maybe
1: i am not my fucking dad my dad um my dad apparently rode his motorcycle into um the legion here in town and uh did a burnout in the middle of the dance floor cuz he's a wild motherfucker damn on his harley but me, I'm not so uh, not so ballsy with my Harley like he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or was.
1: Was uh, yeah. He don't even have uh He has his bike, but he don't he don't do nothing with it. He he hasn't even fixed it up or anything. It's been sitting for like twenty years, man.
0: Well, that's uh, my dad had his bike for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we were. It was over in our garage chilling. You ever get on Waiting it. for the return of Black Joe. Oh, of course I sat on it. That's <laughs> how I felt badass.
1: Did you ever sit on it and then get on it and go?
0: Made all the noises and shit. Yeah.
1: Did you bring girls over and like, yeah, it's my bike.
0: Yeah. Then they'd ask me who Black Joe was. <laughs> was like, uh, me. <laughs> 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 me. <laughs> that's me. my biker name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They call me Black Joe. <laughs> <laughs> prepared to be disappointed later <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit well, my dad would have been proud if he got laid because of it
0: <laughs> consider your dad a proud man <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh shit nah though Um, I didn't uh, what did I do this week I, f- I fucked I lose I lose track of shit because I I either do stuff or I don't I I mean what else what did I do really Oh the girls had the girls had gymnastics Wednesday, um, football came back Thursday, um, smoked some ribs on 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 Friday night. Those ribs were good.
0: Ribs is not slang for joints, by the way. Nah. I did (laughs) not. Marijuana in any way.
1: Nah, I smoked baby back ribs. They were delicious. Um, Did a little bit of a. If you know anything about Atumwa, they have one of the best barbecue joints in, in the land. Um,. Talking about that, Bubba Q's.
0: Bubba Q's, baby. Yeah. that's yeah.
1: That's, um, that's what, um.
0: Yeah, they give you that big old side help in the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, I fucks with that all day.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I, uh, I, I fucks with the burnt ends, the, uh, buffalo chicken sandwich, um...
0: Those are my top two right there. And then,
1: um, what else? I've done the brisket. I've done the, um, they have one called the hog face, I think. Or maybe it's the Atumwa. Whatever it is, it's, like, pork. And then they got, like, um, cheddar cheese sauce they put over the, the meat. It's, oh, goodness. And bacon, I think. I think it's called the hog face. And then, um... Or the Bulldog. I think uh, I think they call it the Bulldog because it's from Tumwa. That's why I think I'm thinking of the Tumwa thing. But, yeah, the Bulldog. It's one of those two. Okay, uh, either way. Bad oh, the they've, bone. they've got some badass. They they serve breakfast all day, too, and I've had one of their skillets was good. Damn, they're a good place to eat.
0: Oh, you ain't shitting, man. That's good food over there. Oh, yeah. Good people at Bubba Q's.
1: Anyways, so they sell. Shouts out. They 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 have spices at um our local Hy-Vee, um and then they also have the barbecue sauce and I put the I put the fucking rub on the meat the night before, and then um put it in the put in the smoker right, let that bad boy smoke on my new electric smoker.
0: Oh yeah, have a you talked smoker on the. Oh podcast? yeah, I think yeah. I did. I
1: think I did last that I ordered it right
0: ordered it how what was the product like though how how are we talking on smoke quality
1: oh good dude because like uh what you on that smoker like i bus like i i thought i was gonna i thought i was gonna have to buy like its own smoke box so i've got like another metal tin thing that I can put us like i can put wood chips in but like you smoke you uh soak those wood chips like you would in a normal one and then they fucking heat up and fucking smoke that bitch out. Damn, man. And then uh so yeah, it's in it's it's got Bluetooth range on it, so like I can have it Bluetooth my phone, tell me what the temperature is of everything. It's got a meat probe too. You fucking put it in the meat while you're smoking, it'll tell you what the temperature of the meat is inside. Damn.
0: God damn. <laughs> yeah, I remember back in the day one of our favorite uh, mine and my dad are f- one of our favorite commercials to make fun of was the one that said, uh, the, uh, digital meat smoker. <laughs> we used to make fun of that thing all day and now it's a real thing. Oh yeah. That's so crazy, man.
1: Dude. It, but it, it, um, you like you turn it on and then you have to hook your phone up to it and then you set the temperature on your phone and then it starts fucking cooking. um, there was a bit of a, a deal with mine, though, because the um, the door hinge is um, it's slightly ajar. So there was like heat leaking out, took some fucking flex tape, you know, what I'm saying yeah. fucking sealed that bitch up. She stayed at temp then away <clears throat> like your boy, don't know what he's doing with that ingenuity.
0: Yeah, dude, finding victory through adversity. Exactly, got nothing but respect for that. That's
1: why this podcast is gonna succeed because we're all about we're two guys that know how to face adversity.
0: Hell yeah!
1: The the they like the the smoking gods were like, let's throw a challenge his way, and I and I I overcame it.
0: That's what I'm talking about, dude. So I smoked them for That's like good shit.
1: smoked them for three hours, um, put them in some tinfoil for an hour, unwrapped them from that tinfoil, put a little bit of barbecue barbecue sauce.
0: Oh, 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 man!
1: On it, and then I uh, you hurting me? Yeah, and then uh, then we uh, cooked them for about another half hour, and uh, yeah, loved it. My boy loved them. My wife loved them. My two daughters. We smoked hot dogs. I smoked hot dogs in the <laughs> smoker <laughs> for for dogs. like an hour. You <laughs> you can smoke hot dogs for like an hour in the in the smoker and they turn out pretty good.
0: That's tight, man. <laughs> That's, that is cool as shit. We're <laughs> putting dogs in here.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Um. Like, you can also smoke, um, like, sausage in there. Like, make, um, home, your own homemade sausages and stuff. Cause I think that's what my dad does with his. But yeah. Get that fucking meat on that smoker. And that, there's gonna be a lot of people there, like, oh, that's not smoking. That's an electric smoker. That's not smoking. Doesn't matter, dude. Had barbecue. Smoking stuff is smoking stuff. Whether it's, you know. Um, electric, charcoal, propane—a plant that's in the environment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smoking, smoking.
0: Hey, any any way that you introduce good food to young people, I'm all for
1: man. Oh yeah, my boy, my boy loves barbecue though. So that was you know I was thoroughly glad that he enjoyed it because he's a picky eater. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to nah, like nah, that goes for sure. trying to get him to like you know eat other things and like when we go to bar- or when we go to barbecues, he does eat a lot of different things. He loves a lot of like he likes um, like tacos and shit too, so I'm pretty excited for that new place we got in uh coming to town that um Nicks pizza and tacos.
0: Yeah, I want to check that out. That's in my backyard, man.
1: Yeah, dude, that's literally in your backyard.
0: Because I own all of Lower Albia. (laughs) It's literally in my backyard.
1: True God King right there.
0: Yeah. So is hy V in a sense, but... (laughs) Yeah, I got to check that place out, man. They sound cool. Uh, I just hope it doesn't burn down over and over again, like the Pizza Hut did.
1: Dude, my favorite story about when... uh, Pizza Hut was still there. You said Sam <laughs> unlocked it and made a couple pizzas for you one night. Like, 3 a.m. or some shit.
0: Well, I don't think that was Sam for the sake of not mentioning people's names in the story. But, yeah. <laughs>
1: Fuck it. It's not even there anymore. What are they going to do to him?
0: Give him more material to write with. <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, we had uh Well, it all started with, it was cold out, and he was walking to work. My dad was like, hey, man. And that's how me and Sam even started hanging out. Because I was just his younger brother's friend. And then when we started kicking it, it was like, I've got keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i got keys, I've got
1: keys. Oh shit! That that was a that was a fucking that was a uh, fucking deal. Uh, Norman added me on Discord.
0: Hey, what a guy!
1: Yeah, um, we got a notification for it. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Uh, he's not our boss on Discord, is he? No, nah, he's not our boss
0: ever. True that, man.
1: Cause uh, we know that we can make him tap to a
0: 2016. Oh, in a heartbeat. Lock that one in. No one's standing up to that.
1: Things about stuff. 2016 says, I just made your ass tap.
0: You bitch ass.
1: <laughs> you bitch ass. Um. Just let us keep our belts. How you like having that picture up there? Does that make you like feel you got your eyes on the prize?
0: Yeah, it is an eyes on the prize scenario, man. I want that, uh. I want that Denali in my driveway. (laughs) Damn straight. Uh. The Ferrari still scares. Fucking Ferrari? Ferrari The fucking Lambo. The Lambo scares the shit out of me. Because I know I'd hit the gas and hit my neighbor's house. (laughs) Like at the same time. But this Denali over here, that's a head turner, man.
1: Dude, are you going to put uh, spinning rims on that bitch? Or do you feel like that's an early 2000s thing?
0: Yeah, the spinners are a little gaudy for me. I might go cro- I would go chrome, though. Cro- I would chrome them out. i get them real shiny. You I wouldn't would murder it the- out? Could you
1: imagine it murdered out? All black, uh, I mean, everything. I'm
0: re- I'm really into it, but I like the I like that sh- the shiny chrome accents.
1: So you would add it's more chrome real, to it, huh?
0: Like, I more, mean, that's a real head turner. You're though, talking like
1: chrome sidesteps on that bad bitch, huh?
0: Yeah, I'd come in with my you know, with my black piece and then just be shining. Then, it was like it, it kind of like how uh, Mike Jones said, "Do that." I stay flossing in that can and paint. <laughs> My paint would be black, but then I'd have those chrome accents that really talking like those really door you know handles would be
1: those door handles would be fucking chrome pieces too.
0: I would like them to be.
1: You can do anything, man. It's your it's your dream Denali, man.
0: Oh yeah, I'd throw some uh, the chrome pieces on there. You know what watch I a, would do? Watch my eight-year-old yank one of them off because he's not pulling at the right angle.
1: <laughs> you know, now the the Lambo would be uh, yellow with black.
0: You <laughs> yeah. know why? The hacks?
1: Them fucking hacks.
0: Them hacks, baby.
1: Dude fucking rolled over. Fuck steamrolled fucking Rutgers, dude.
0: Oh, they put it on them, man.
1: They said, "A fuck you Rutgers."
0: Oh, yeah, a shutout's a shutout, but when you put thirty points on it,
1: yeah, like was it was it thirty-one? Fucking enough points. <laughs> yeah. They were playing. Go back. back
0: to whatever city you play in and rethink some shit.
1: They were. Uh, they were. Oh, f- hey,
0: here's another thing. Find out what a Rutger is. Rutgers is the
1: college. Us. They're fucking, I don't even know what their fucking mascot is.
0: That's what I'm saying is what is a Rutger? Dude. Uh, if we're not talking about the football team, what's a Rutger? I dude. challenge their football team to look themselves in the mirror and say, what's a Rutger?
1: Rutger is... Uh, I want to say Scarlet Knights, but I don't think they're the Scarlet
0: Knights. They're fucking... They're fucking... Um, Rutgers. Find out what a Rutger is. And then, hey, Indiana. Find out where the, what the fuck a Hoosier is.
1: It was 30 points, you're right. But fuck, we've put up 38 and 30 points in back-to-back games. This next game is going to be where we fucking find ourselves. We gotta play Iowa State
0: oh uh, yeah, and they uh they almost lost to you and I mm-hmm, but I was saying that while the game was going on, I was like they gotta buy next week they're just not showing off their playbook yeah it is the only reason this is close, yeah that fucking uh, they got
1: a good coach there as much as I hate to admit because I hate to give fucking Iowa State fans any credit. You know who like really the biggest asshole person you can think of? You know what who they're fans of? Nebraska. Iowa State and the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. When they're together when when they're yeah. fans of the same fucking team or they're fans of those two teams, they just think that their fucking shit don't stink. Even if their teams are fucking three and thirteen and fucking Oh, and a one in 11. They fucking think their team's the best fucking team ever.
0: Mainly because they won't admit that they picked based on colors. <laughs> yeah, they're you both fucking, fucking red yeah. and gold. <laughs> Fuck that. You think you look good in red and gold, and you're going to try to act like your team's better than mine? Like, I Kid think rocks. But at
1: one time, I think they were probably Hawkeyes fans, but then they got married and their wife's like, I don't like black and gold. I like red and gold. So, you know, they're like, Well, I'm gonna fucking I guess if I wanna get laid again, I'm gonna have to be a fucking state fan. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who the most badass fucking fans are, right?
0: I would have to say Hawk fans, uh, Raider fans. Hell yeah, fucking intense.
1: Exactly. Hawkeye fan and raider fan. When you are both of them, like I am, you are a badass fan. You are a fucking badass fan.
0: Oh, yeah. When it comes to NFL, dude, the Raider fans are the most intense. And I would say make the most difference on home games.
1: Oh, yeah. And fucking the Hawks, dude. The Hawks are the same way. The Hawks are like... Uh, like, when you're in Kank Stadium, there's no other experience like being in fucking Kank Stadium.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, just walking through it, there's so much. Yeah, it's so old and whatnot that you really get a sense of the team and the history behind it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the Hawks come out and are just, I mean, since I've been watching them, this Kirk Ferentz era, man, turning two-star recruits into fucking nfl draft picks
1: yeah dude fucking two and three star recruits and oh and like i said i think i said this last week but we've got fucking five high school wrestlers that they when they went to state in iowa they none of them they there was two first place um two first place and those are our bookends, and then our guards and center, I think, are the, the guards in center are second and third. They each got second or third. So that's fucking nuts. Give it up for wrestlers.
0: Yeah. In what now? What? They were first, second, and third in what now?
1: The Iowa High School State Wrestling Championship. One of the best high school tournaments for wrestling in the nation.
0: Yeah, we got some bad boys up there, man
1: yeah dude so our and then we've got we've got I, I saw another thing we've got 16 high school wrestlers all together on, fuck, on our team. I don't think, I don't know if they were all from Iowa but they were at least wrestlers. so if you're if you don't believe anybody that says that wrestling helps you with football, uh don't believe them and if you don't believe it, I think you're uh, I'm not I don't know you personally but I think your opinion is very dumb.
0: Yeah. I mean, wrestling takes your size and adds the agility. Hell yeah. The wherewithal, the, you know, why do this, why do that, and then the muscle memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah, muscle memory is huge for any sport. Any sport. And an offensive lineman... A lot like fucking wrestling, people.
1: Oh yeah, because you're you're you have to go like especially at heavyweight because they all wrestle at heavyweight, I believe. Like especially at heavyweight, you're pummeling in with your hands and you're trying to get um, leverage and stuff like that, dude. Those guys, they know how to they know how to do it. They know how to they know how to get around another big guy.
0: Oh yeah, and when you're facing you know the guy on the other side is. Especially on the ends, they're the most athletic guy from whatever state they're from. Oh yeah, you know defensive ends are—I mean—they're bad motherfuckers.
1: Oh yeah, look at JJ uh, Watt and fucking um, his brother TJ Watt was another example. They're not—I re- don't think they were wrestlers, but they are fuck—they're the baddest dudes at their at their um, position. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, both the defensive ends—they're animals.
2: Oh, you know, absolutely. Always
1: man. putting pressure on the quarterback. And then, you know, you got to have someone on the other side to fucking control them. And what better person than a wrestler to, you know, at least give them, you know, that that challenge, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. It, and you know a quarterback wants to know that my guys can beat your guys up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it
1: really came down if to. My it. dad can beat your dad. <laughs> yeah.
0: My dad's bigger than your dad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
1: shit. Uh, No. We had the fights Saturday, too. And I forgot that they were in Abu Dhabi. So the fights were, like, on during the day. So they happened at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So I didn't get to see them.
2: Yeah.
0: Now I'm in the same boat, man. I try and I try my hardest to keep up with that stuff, but I mean I hate, and not to make a big issue out of it, but I hate the direction that the UFC is going down, where it seems like their the business moves they're making do not benefit the fighters. Yeah, and they also like with. I mean, being on it one o'clock in the afternoon, uh, and then this deal that they have with ESPN and the ESPN Plus app. Oh yeah, and then I don't. It doesn't benefit the viewer either. And the deal. I don't, with, I don't like the route they're going. Their down deal because with I love Reebok. The
1: their deal with Reebok's bullshit too, because now fighters can't put fucking sponsors on there. The fighters aren't gonna make any money.
0: Yeah, and that's huge fighters having sponsors uh they have that like in the nfl baseball any other professional sport they had guaranteed money and then doing away with sponsorships on shorts yeah you know the old nascar trick having all those sponsors they don't have that anymore and from what I see, the UFC is not reciprocating payment to fighters who would otherwise have a uh, like a safety net. Yeah, if you would say that, they get like they
1: like. I mean, I know they have like they wear the shirts to the ring and after the fight, and they dr- or have the drink in their hand and shit. But it's not the same. You can't put like you can't represent like five or six different sponsors you know, after a fight, cause you only have probably like what one shirt that's like that fucking company's logo and shit. And then you have maybe their drink too. I just, yeah, I don't see the benefit of the fucking Reebok short shorts and shit deal. I think well, it's,
0: like the, and that's what I'm sure Dana white sees the benefit of it. Yeah. Cause he gets the money but, from it. Exactly. But what, what frustrates me Is that I love the sport. And I don't want to see it go away. No. But unless you have bad motherfuckers like the Diaz boys, these guys coming out of Russia, these Uh, younger guys are going to be like, oh, you mean I can't make any money doing this? I'm not going to do it. And then we're not watching UFC fights anymore. And that's what frustrates me. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't remember who we picked, but the the fights ended up um, being pretty – looked like they were pretty good. We had some knockouts, some decisions, some submissions. Um, The first fight on the card, the main card was um, – did we pick Carlos Diego Ferreira? Or did we pick um, Marbek Talzamov? I can't remember. But – I'm
0: trying to think Uh – I feel like we did pick that one. For uh, what The first one, I'm not sure of, but the next one, I'd know. I'd know which one we picked.
1: Do we pick the... Uh, on the first fight, it was um, Carlos Diego Ferreira, who won that one by decision in round three. Um, the next fight was Curtis Blades and Shamil Abramakarabal.
0: Yeah, and I know... We both had blades because <laughs> we couldn't because we couldn't pronounce the other one. <laughs> yeah, content purposes, we picked the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know for sure we both picked blades. Yeah, to win that one, and he, and he won that it. by
1: KO, TKO.
0: That's in. That's why I'm talking about the frustration with the organization not handling things right. Yeah. Is we got some bad dudes in here right now, and we gotta treat them right. And treat yeah, yourself. Blades showed up and did his thing, man.
1: Then uh, the next fight was Islam Makachev versus Davy Ramos. I can't remember. I think I picked Ramos on that one.
0: Um, I was just gonna say I think we split on that one. Yeah, did you pick Islam Uh, then? uh, I was almost thinking it was the other way around. I thought I went with Ramos and you picked.
1: I mean, if you want to give me the benefit of picking the most
0: right fights, that's fine. (laughs) I mean, that's just what. I'm trying to think back on the. The fight card uh, and how we did it. I felt like this one we were split on, and I felt like I was going for Ramos because of the experience, and then I was thinking that you picked Islam because of, uh, you he know, had- the one loss and the, and uh, the momentum and stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, the next fight, which was the co-main, was uh, Edwin Barbosa versus Felder. and I think I picked Barbosa. Did you pick Barbosa? Yeah,
0: yeah we definitely got that one wrong. Eh. I guess, like... But, dude, how would you pick against Barbosa?
1: Dude's an animal.
0: I, I mean, anything I've ever seen from him, I'm not picking against him. I'm sure he's going to be... He's going to have another opportunity And he had beat Felder before, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to have another opportunity, I'm sure. He's going to be back on... He's going to be right back in the spot that he was. He is a bad dude. He's been around a minute. But, yeah, we can't... We can't take away from the victor here. Oh, yeah. Felder, with a
1: decision... Nice to see him get, you know, um, it's always cool to see people get revenge on a fight if they've lost before. And then go ahead and, uh, like, get that victory back. I always like seeing that myself,
0: so. Which, of course, sets up the trilogy. Exactly. It's best for the fighters. It's best for the viewers. It's
1: what's good for business.
0: Good for business. Yeah. Good
1: for business. A brah. Uh, next we had um, uh, Habib Gamadov. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Nurma yeah, it's hard to say. If you look at his name, you but like if you think about how people say it all the time, Nurmag Nurmagomedov. Nurma, G- Nurma, Nurma Mag- nah.
0: Looking at it makes you want to quit. <laughs>
1: Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. So you gotta say it like in two different like two different words. Nurmagomedov. Um, but yeah, Habib beat Poirier, which, you know, got him in a submission in round three. Um, Poirier is just such a good, you know, a good story, man. Cause he's such a, he's such a like good dude, you know? Yeah. he like, and
0: a legit badass in the ring, man.
1: Yeah. Like he was like, at one point was going to give up on it and then just went on this string of wins. And, you know, put himself in that position. You know, he won the interim heavy or the interim lightweight championship. You know, went on and beat, um, I think he beat you? Oh, he beat Holloway, I think it was, right? Max Holloway. Yeah, he beat yeah.
0: Him. yeah, he beat Holloway for the title.
1: Yeah, for the interim title. They were fighting for that. But,
0: yeah, he was the guy that you could chant USA behind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was all about it, but I'm pretty sure we both. Yeah, Habib. Him. And I and I just watched because of this guy's talent though.
1: Yeah, and if you did you watch did you happen to see Habib's um post fight like talk with um I think it was I don't know if it was Joe I don't think it was Joe Rogan but whoever it was who did the interview after the fight dude is real humble. He's just he first of all he he say he he thanked God for um giving him this talent. And and the ability to do the things that he does, and you know, and he's he I think he said something about how you don't have to talk shit to make a fight, and um, it's like yeah. he's like MMA is all respect, blah blah blah. It was, but I mean, it was very humble, and he's a very he's a very humble dude, and he speaks pretty good English, but he's very humble, and like he I think he said something like. He was talking about how um, his whole crew, his his friend, all his friends, and his dad and his trainer have been there with him from day one and stuff like that, and how he's like he was just talking about that. And I was like, man, that's that's a really good guy, but I still want Connor to beat uh, you.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, absolutely, though, man. It's like a lot of fighters they get. They get caught up with building up the fight. Oh, yeah. Because uh, if you think about it, when you're in that position, you want all eyes on your fight. Oh, yeah. But uh, what guys like that might not realize is fight fans get it. You're a badass going against a badass. Oh, yeah. And that's why we're tuning in. Yeah. And the whole, like, the shit talk, this and that, you're going to catch extra eyes for sure. Oh, yeah. Because people find it on the internet or whatever because you did that. But I have nothing but respect for the guy who's like, I'm going to go in there and do my thing. And then when it's over with, you know the humble roots it I, it speaks a lot to the midwest i think yeah i think our midwestern people get that yeah the people who can go fight each other and the next day be best friends
1: oh yeah like I, and i i told you before this i was talking about um <laughs> i go i said something and you you found it kind of odd cuz i was like cuz i talked about how my last fight i lost it but um it was a decision it went to decision um but me and the guy after fighting for three three rounds we we drank together and you know hung out he's a really nice guy and you're like really nice guy you guys just got done pummeling each other (laughs) yeah (laughs) i yeah,
0: but like that's something else man and that's well you have to take into consideration is watching fights live are nothing like they are on TV. Oh yeah, I mean you you beat you beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, and then to go to decision just means you beat on each other. <laughs> you beat each other as long th- as possible.
1: <laughs> if there was if there was no time limit, who knows who would have won?
0: Right. Yeah. And then how? Oh yeah, he's he was a really nice guy. He's like. <laughs> wow okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what <laughs> but not nah, like you would get done fighting and then you like basically you would like you would like talk or something afterwards and stuff so i think the only time that didn't happen uh, my first fight i talked to the guy afterwards really nice guy the one that i put in the crucifix position like i said like where i had his arm pinned down and his other leg his other arm between my legs and i was just pounding with my left hand i call that the schoolyard beat down (laughs) (laughs) schoolyard schoolyard beat down no he was really cool i talked to him after that but the second fight um the guy fought there um just because i think he felt like he could have beat me that first fight he didn't say anything after after the fight then um then after the when we fought for a second time he talked to me and he's like tell me that i was tough and everything like that and I was like, "Thank you." And uh, then the fourth fight, I didn't talk to that guy because my gym that I trained at they like they didn't like him. So like, I was just supposed to put the beat down on him. So,
0: <laughs> well, kudos, man.
1: <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, and then that last fight, like I said, I talked to him afterwards. It was it was pretty cool. Pretty cool guy. So, and he ended up beating my buddy a week later for a title belt. So. So he was pretty good. So I went out. I lost my last fight, but don't have no regrets. I occasionally think about like doing a one-off fight, but then I'm just like, "Mm, nah, nah, I'm good.
0: There's a lot at stake going into that ring, man. Yeah, and you want me? You want?
1: You're over here trying to get me to fight Brendan Schaub. I'm like, nah, dog.
0: Well, like I said, there's a lot at stake. (laughs) One of those things being. Yukon
1: Denali <sighs> I mean I'm sure Brendan has a Yukon Denali that you could probably drive around
0: <laughs> I'm on my own man
1: oh <laughs> uh, shit nah but uh that kind of this kind of leads into what we we're gonna talk about next but fucking uh, so I watch a lot of Jen's Pulver Jen's Pulver's stream on uh, Twitch Shout out to fighter turned
0: uh, Twitch, Twitcher.
1: Yeah, yep. Uh, he um, he was saying, or he was um, he watches a lot of street beefs on fucking his channel, and so I've been checking out a lot of street beefs on fucking YouTube.
0: And dude, I've been on street beefs for a minute, man. I've watched so many street beefs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the, the what's crazy about street beefs is like dude these guys are like I watch them and I like their form is just so bad
0: well yeah and that's the, the thing about Street beefs is it's uh it's a very low budget uh amateur fighting they have a YouTube channel that makes these guys you know uh, you know half ass famous or whatever, mm-hmm. but some, I mean, it's always on grass.
1: They never know you, they never say their real name. It's always by a nickname.
0: Yeah. Fucking. Yep. They do the nicknames. They do stuff like that. The ring never has a mat down. It's always over grass. Yep. And then they'll do the MMA stuff. Yeah. And there's boards up with other fighters' names on it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as janky as it gets. With, but they treat it like it's a legit promotion.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it,
0: you can tell that it's in somebody's backyard.
1: But they're making so they gotta be making so much cash off of it. But the fires, I'm sure the fires don't get any money. It's probably mainly going. I can't to the, imagine
0: so. It's, it's probably mainly
1: going to the guy that runs the deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the YouTube hits, I imagine whoever's running that has a good stack of cash, but not enough to pay as many fighters who go through there. Oh, yeah, there boxers, was. Boxers, and then they do the MMA stuff.
1: There was, uh, I think, um, so going back to Jens Pulver there, he's, um, you know, he was in the UFC, went by the name Little Evil, you know, fucking badass left hand, fucking put you to sleep uh he's going to be ref and he's going out there um the 14th i think of this month and he's going to be um out there and he's going to do some refing and stuff like that and just kind of i guess working with them i guess but it's pretty fucking badass to uh, like and we've watched some of these fights and just like on his channel and um these guys they fucking they throw everything's a haymaker
0: oh yeah but that's, a, that's the nature of the fighters that they have. I mean, they're amateur fighters. Yeah. You'll see a guy, especially in the boxing matches, you'll see one guy beat the shit out of the other guy and then vomit out of exhaustion. Oh, yeah. His body, you'll see one guy winning the fight. His body shuts down. He starts vomiting yep that's crazy they have stoppages due to vomiting and most of the time it's the guy winning the fight will start puking and they give it oh, to yeah. the other guy because he can't he's too exhausted and he oh, can't yeah. do nothing
1: um yeah i don't think i think the rounds must be like what two or three minutes and they only have like two rounds two three rounds
0: right yeah
1: so it's like, yeah, I have uh, watched these and I'm just like, you watch him and he, he'll he just fucking swing and they'll put their head down, which is like something you do not do when you are a fighter. You always want to see if something's coming in. So and, you, and they're so like they throw so loose, too. So it's like wide swinging punches. Whereas when you're actually boxing, you're keeping your hand, your arms and hands in tight. You're throwing your jab. And it snaps back. It's like a rubber band, and you guys can't see it, but I'm like, actually, I'm throwing punches at Judge. Watch I out! I thought I
0: got hit there for a second.
1: <laughs> but you know, you My throw toes that, were tingling. You throw that hand. You throw that hand out. And then you got to act like it's a rubber band. It comes right back, so it helps you defend from getting hit in the face. And but these guys are just like they come down. They come in, and they've got their hands like. Wide apart, and then they're just like, the de- bam. They're like throwing it, and they got their hand, their head down, looking at the ground, because they they apparently if you hit in the front of the top of the head, it don't hurt. Like, yeah. But I would, what I would crown do, of
0: your head is the hardest part of your I, head.
1: I would see that right sidestep uppercut, bam, fucking lights out, bro. Uh,
0: yeah, there's so many fights on that channel, and that punch would end so many of them
1: and i mean yeah they're amateurs a lot of them are just doing it to see how they you know how they would do or stuff like that
0: you know yeah and a lot of it's showing off too yeah every once in a while they have a bad boy come through who knows what he's doing it'll pick somebody apart oh yeah i mean it's you got to do a deep dive yeah, I, I love watching all of them. That's what, I've been on street beefs for a minute because the fights are good. There's a Got lot it. of accidental headbutts.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen some of the MMA they're both ones, too. Where they thrown as
0: wildly as they can and hit their heads together. They're just like, yeah, they're fucking like... But they just keep going. Windmill,
1: just like, windmill punches, <laughs> and you're just like,
0: hmm. Oh, yeah. They have a... I mean... There's a handful of legit, legit dudes who go out there and show off their talent.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And
0: those, to me, that makes for the best fight, to see a big boy swinging his weight around, and then this other guy just piecing him up and making a fight out of it.
1: So what would you use for your uh, Street Beast nickname?
0: Oh goodness. Uh,
1: Put you on the spot here, I guess.
0: I mean it would either be the I mean the truth I feel is my favorite. Uh, the judge is suiting just so that my name is associated with the you yeah know, the tag on actually on YouTube. Yeah. So my first name's actually on there. Uh I don't know. That's where I'm at. The, the truth, the judge, but I can't get past that. You have to be able to win fights, <laughs> otherwise you get, you know, you get a handful of clicks, yeah. and then if you get knocked out, you're done. You know, you have to be. You got to be good enough to move on, and be on a handful of them shit like that
1: i'm thinking that i would be like you know obviously like the beast from the east would be like obvious an obvious one but like the other day when i was uh i was thinking i was like man i probably do something funny like old greg you're seen the fucking sh- that fucking clip of uh yeah. it's from a fucking british television show Old, I do old Greg, and then after I after I knock someone down, I'd be like, "What you doing in my waters? What you doing in my waters?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mother liquor." <licker? laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, if you could tie it all together, man, it it definitely works for something, but. You can get knocked out with the baddest nickname you ever, and be never, ever heard again, again You ever drank
1: Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> you all go to a club where people wee on each other?
0: <laughs> but, I mean, the nicknames are great, but that's the entire atmosphere of fighting is you've got to do something. Otherwise, the coolest nickname becomes a joke if you can't back up what you're doing
1: yeah like but my my nickname was always beast so that's like I guess why I always went by beast when I the beast Brian the beast Eastlick
0: right you're the only person who's nicknamed beast who didn't give it to themselves (laughs) exactly so you got that going for you (laughs)
1: So, yeah, that, I mean, uh, it's fitting. So I just kept it when I went into fighting. I thought about doing something else, something cool. And I was like, eh, I'll just stick with what people know me by. So that's why I did.
0: Because, I mean, that's the big thing, man. You got to be able to. The coolest nickname will turn into the worst joke against you if you can't fight.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And that's
0: why your Uncle Judge hasn't been in a cage. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to get beat up. I will watch it. I will, I will watch. watch other people get beat up. And I ain't trying to toss hands with people who know what they're doing.
1: You only toss hands with people that, you know, get on your last nerve.
0: <laughs> uh, a lot of people start on my last nerve. Uh with the fights that I've had they needed it they had it coming and I've always been back when I I fought the same kid twice right the kid who picked on me yeah and I was the little kid that was the only reason he picked on me didn't even know me and then the way I see it is he need that kid needed the smallest kid in the school To knock a couple teeth out of his mouth. To be like, hey, you're not bad, you're just big.
1: Yeah. My phone's dying.
0: And that's what... That's the difference between watching it on TV and seeing it live. Is you can tell who's good at what they do. And who's bad at... Enough to win a fight. Oh, yeah. Dude, a third, fourth, fifth round is unbelievable. Dude, a a street fight, you're going to fight some kid who picks on you. That may last a minute tops. And that's a long fight. Oh, yeah. You're pitting against each other for three minutes at a time it takes a bad mofo to in the closing rounds be tough enough to impose their will oh yeah and make that difference late in the fight i mean that's it's crazy to think that you can fight someone for 3 minutes
1: yeah like i don't know like my i only had my last fight was the only one that went all three rounds. The other four were I I won in the first round. But that one that I fought in the third round, I was I was in good shape. And we were, fuck, we always trained to go into the third round. Like, my cardio was good. Except for my second fight. My second fight was the only one where my cardio wasn't that great.
0: Uh, you'd have to or you're fish in a barrel, man.
1: Yeah, you get, you're like... <laughs> And you're just like, if it, it's a it's a fucking it's a trip out there sometimes, you know, because you're like, like you're you've got all this like I had this nervous energy before I would go out there, and I'd be like, whoa, you know, I was like, man, I'm gonna get in this cage with another person. And uh, what if I get what if I get knocked out? What if I do this? What if I do that? And you know I've trained f- for so long for this because I would I would you know I didn't take fights boom one right after another. I would take fights like uh, you know a couple months away. I wasn't yeah. one of those guys that fight every weekend in Iowa when you could really do that. I mean, there's people probably that still kind of do that, but I was one of those guys that would train for my fights cuz I didn't want to get, you know, my ass whooped. And I, ha- I was, you know, I was undefeated I was 4-0 for a while and then I lost my last one. But it's just nuts to think that you go in there and you're going to fight someone that you really don't have a reason to fight.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. And
1: then I'm going to throw I'm going to throw hands at him as hard as I can and legs if you're if you can if you can do that i could i could never throw a head kick but yeah
0: that was an, until i was 8 or 9 years old i was pretty sure i was going to grow up to be a ninja well so i did a lot of karate i'm still not banking on the head kick <laughs> in a fight
1: no, nah, but you but got yeah, you man, got mad a... nunchuck skills.
0: <laughs> Catch me with my nunchucks. <laughs> ah, Hank. But yeah, man, that's the biggest difference between someone who's good at fighting and someone who is bad to the bone is round two. Yeah. Coming back out to fight somebody. Yeah. And you that the big thing to people who watch these fights is you gotta go live uh if you can if you can sit close enough to to really hear everything that's going on you realize the the torment the yeah how tough someone is when you hear their head bounce off of the the mat, which at that close sounds like a stage. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember what it was. But Dan Gable has a really good quote on this. And um, he said The first period is won by the best technician. So the person with the best technique. Um, period two, or the second period, is won by the kid in the best shape. So, yeah, you're when you're dragging them into that yeah. that into that, into them deep waters, you know, second, third round, you know, you guys watch it, and you're like, oh, fucking second round. A three-round fight's nothing. A, a five-round fight, yes, would be uh, great. But, like, in, when you're in the cage, you're on the wrestling mat, you know, four minutes or six minutes is a long time. So the first two minutes being won by the person with the best technique, yeah, I definitely agree in the second period, you know, you're 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 still you're you're getting there. You're getting where you're, you know, getting tired and your body's been constantly moving, just like in a fight, you know, you're constantly moving your you're you're, you're uh, circling, you're throwing jabs, you're throwing straights, you're throwing hooks, you know, maybe you're shooting shots, maybe you're trying to hold someone down, maybe you're trying to get up. You're constantly moving, right? So Four minutes of doing that, maybe a a minute in between to rest. A minute's not that much to catch your breath.
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Um, and then the third period is won by the kid with the most heart, or the athlete with the most heart. Yeah, definitely. Because you, I mean, look at um. Look at that fight that um I showed you the other day with that Derek Lewis, the heavyweight dude. There was a fight he was just getting he was getting hammered by a guy that was way better than him. Um, hit him with a good shot in the third round. He didn't give up. He didn't give up in that fight and he found a shot and knocked that dude out. I mean, first period, best technician, second period, best shape, third third round, third period, most tart. That's true.
0: Yeah, and then when you get to the five round fights, like for the title, Oh yeah Rounds 4 and 5 go to the baddest dude Oh yeah That's what Nate Diaz Taking that He took the title didn't he No That last time he was out it was That wasn't for a
1: title No
0: Anyways You gotta When you get into those 5 rounders When you get to 4 and 5 it, The baddest will come out on top Oh yeah you know the guy who can scrap and keep coming back for more.
1: Oh yeah, he uh, his fight with Pettis. I guess he uh, in the back in the locker room. Oh okay. he,
0: yeah, I should. Yeah, I forgot who it was against. I guess.
1: Yeah, when he fought Pettus in the when he fought Pettis, he sparred two rounds in the locker room because he wanted to be. He wanted to be putting the pressure on like it was the third round, fourth round, fifth round of a fight. That dude sparred two rounds to come out and fight like it was a round three, four, and five.
0: God damn. And I hadn't heard that, man. Yeah. But the Diaz bros, they're bad, dude. Oh, they're as bad as it gets.
1: Did you hear that they're gonna have Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz at US two US UFC? I think it's two forty two, or not two forty two, two forty four in December. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is
0: John Jones gonna fight in December too?
1: I don't know. Yes. that would be a I super think- card. No, because I think Diaz and Masvidal is the main event. Yeah, it's the main event. The co-main event is my boy, my boy Derek Lewis is going to be fighting. I'm excited about that, dude. Dude. That's going to be a good one.
0: We've got to find out how to pirate, I mean, buy this (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view and uh, see Mm -hmm. this shit happen. But, yeah, the Diaz... I first started watching the UFC when Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz were pitted against each other, and it was it was great for business. It made for great fights. Uh, the un, you know the undercards, co-main events were great fights. Uh, you, know, you had Rashad Evans in there who ended up knocking out Chuck Liddell.
1: Yeah. Uh, did that is that, that when he was like, Oh my god, my
0: bad, my bad. That, yeah, that's the best is when he knocked out Chuck Liddell and did that, like, Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Was this your boy? <laughs> I genuinely sorry. Made those kind of uh gestures, like, Oh, me, I'm genuinely sorry <laughs> that you didn't want me to knock your boy out.
1: Yeah, Chuck Liddell, though, he. There toward the end, though, he was so easy to knock out, though. And, I mean, it comes from him battling for so long that just, you know, time had taken a toll on him. Those hits had taken a toll on him. His chin wasn't what it used to be.
0: I, I mean, and he was one of those who would overwhelm fighters. That what it took was someone to take a step back, figure out the formula, and that's exactly what Rashad Evans did.
1: Yeah, and Rashad was a bad dude for a minute too, and then uh, fucking Leota Machida figured him out, and then Machida was a bad dude for a while.
0: Oh, he was untouchable for a minute.
1: Oh yeah, and then he um, I, I figure I just realized I say oh yeah a lot. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I say go on with it. <laughs> Anyways. uh, for
1: it. Uh, yeah. And then Machita lost to. I can't even remember who Machita lost to. But yeah. And then after Machita lost it, just like I don't think there was anybody until John Jones that came that was the baddest motherfucker at that weight class. Because that weight class is full of the like pound for pound best fighters in the world.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what puts asses in the seat. Is there is the light asses in seats? Is that weight class? And what John Jones brings to fighting is creativity. Yeah, I mean he can th- he throws just about spinning, every strike. spinning
1: there elbows. Is. Who fucking throws a spinning elbow?
0: And what about that ducking when he would duck and then come up with the yeah need elbow yeah I and mean,
1: that's fucking unheard of like you can
0: do about any strike that you've thought of that you can think of that's been seen in the UFC he's done it in his fights
1: yeah he can he can literally do about every every punch that is possible like and kick too yeah I'm sure you could do a cartwheel kick
0: <laughs> which would be tight which makes me what it makes me want to root for him so badly I want to root for him so badly and I say want because he's done so many things like cocaine that, yeah <laughs> that make me w- want to go hey fuck this guy like for yeah. every every brilliant fight moment he has he's countered it with Oh, I'm a piece of shit. Fuck me, type of thing. Yeah. you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: And I, and that's I wouldn't say fuck John Jones or anything like that, but he has really done some shitty shit. Oh yeah. And he, he, he that was his career was tormented by his actions outside of the ring.
1: I still think that when it's all said and done, he'll be he'll be the greatest of all time.
0: And that's what I hope so, man. That's what I want to see him get it together. I think he's I got to get him it string, I want to see him string together some wins, title defenses. I want to see the John Jones that I love really come to life without any off, outside of the ring bullshit go down. Yeah, because he has plagued himself with some out of the ring bullshit.
1: Yeah, I think he's kind of done with that shit. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think he, that's gonna bother him anymore. I think he's got. I think he's got his head on his shoulders now.
0: Yeah, I yeah I'd agree with that because we've all we have watched him grow up in the UFC because he yeah. was very young when we when I first saw him. I yeah, mean, we've almost seen him from. Uh almost watching him go from teenager to champion, really. Yeah. We've really watched him grow up uh, in any professional athlete. It seems like their adolescence is prolonged, like, ten years.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, babies. Like Kareem Hunt beating the shit out of that woman and then We're all cool with it because she said something racist and he gets to play football.
1: Yeah, he's still got... He's still suspended, though. Is he? He's suspended. There's... Yeah. Oh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt's suspended for, like, eight games this year.
0: Nah, Okay. nah, I didn't realize that, but... You know, I mean... Playing a game... And not that fighting is playing by any means, but... (laughs) Professional athletes, it seems like adolescence is prolonged like 10, 15 years. Yeah. They do crazy, unthinkable shit. Yeah. Any, any of them. Especially when the spotlight's on you, you got millions of dollars. People ball out and do dumb shit. Yeah. That guys like you and I would have been like, oh, what are we. 15 16 years old oh 25 oh that's reprehensible
1: (laughs) um let's go ahead and plug our socials before we get to do that yeah we better not get too crazy it's an hour into it and we have not i thought we'd do our socials at the beginning because that's where i have them written but i did not do that We Um, got
0: on a roll. I even said reprehensible before we we got to our social media.
1: Someone's using their word-a-day calendar. (laughs) I got them for
0: Christmas. (laughs) You said you weren't going to tell anyone about that. (laughs) God damn it. All right, let's do... (laughs) 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 Word-a-day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Whatever,
0: tell, let's do our socials.
1: <laughs> tell the people where we can they can find us out on Facebook.
0: Hey, man. You guys are going to find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thingsaboutstuffpodcast.
1: And our Instagram is at
0: thingsaboutstuffpodcast.
1: right um you can hit us up on twitter too at podcast underscore tas the tas stands for things about stuff um i post some shit on there um i posted some pretty hateful shit to antonio brown this week uh yesterday and today because fuck that snake piece of shit uh Anyways, you can find us on Twitch, too. Twitch.tv slash Um, We're going to try to get on this Thursday again. Hopefully, you know, things go right and we don't have, you know, people out there till midnight. Fucking assholes.
0: Yeah, that was fucked up. I wasn't able to make the appearance. But if you're not fucking with Twitch... Get on there, check it out, because there's a lot of cool people doing cool stuff. They're playing video games just like we all do. And of course, you can find your boys.
1: Yeah, they the got Champions. people podcasting out there too. People that are just chatting like us. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of cool stuff on Twitch. If you're not if you're not fucking with Twitch I would say it just, just do it. Get on board and check it out. Find your lane. See what's going on out there. Uh, and like we said, find find the champs, man. Go out and find the champs on Twitch. There's There's something for everybody on Twitch. But, of course, you know, you boys... The champs are doing it the best
1: on Thursdays, typically 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, sometimes 11 Central Standard Time. You know, we're gonna try to hit in between there sometime. You know, because, but uh, I think probably more consistently probably in the winter time here when the golf golf course is slow and shit like that.
0: Yeah. Then, yeah that's when we'll be able to lock into it a, a time uh but yeah there's so much there's so much going on on twitch man if you're on the fence do i do it do i not definitely do it get in there check out what people are doing uh and if you got your own thing going Put the cameras up. Put your own thing on there. And then guess what? You boys are putting you on the show. Because I, yeah. I, I guarantee you, we'll watch it.
1: Yeah, we'll watch you. Just let us know. We'll stop we'll by. We'll
0: watch anything good, man.
1: Yeah, that's why uh, we, we watch a lot of and we'll, I'll give a shout out here to some people. Like, uh, Check out, um, there's a streamer called J underscore... L-I-S-J underscore Liss. She's an awesome singer. She, uh, she does... She takes requests, and she sings. She's, like, on every other day. Dude, she sings, like, Disney songs. She sings fucking, uh... Oh, fucking... All kinds of shit. Adele. She sings, uh... Oh, shit. Who's the dude that sings billion... Bruno Mars. She sang fucking billionaire the other day. No way. She fucking sang, um... Oh, and then she has original songs. So, yeah, her, her name is Jessica Lissette, and she's from, like, the Las Vegas area.
0: Dude, every time I would go to a tumwa, to that open mic, there would, right before me, would be either a guy, lady, didn't matter. They would sit on the stool. They would sing a, a original songs, get the crowd, They would go nuts for him. And then here comes Judge Dye. Hey, I'm here to tell jokes. (laughs) At the level of give a fuck, I can almost feel it in my chest just deflate.
1: (laughs) Also, uh, check out um, my dude, Jens Pulver, former... UFC light heavyweight champion. The first one ever that dudes on Twitch. Um, he watches, um, street beefs on there. Um, does some fight analysis and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Joe, go check him out. Um, listen to judge piss really loudly on stream. That's, that's also a good thing to do. um, then uh, you can also um, check out my boy J Longo Poker, the letter J L O N G O P O K E R. He just came back from a hiatus from streaming for not streaming for like a year and a half. He came back. Uh, tons of just tons of people out there that you can check out. Um, yeah, tons of great people to watch on Twitch. Um, there's another thing we're checking out right now. Um we are on Anchor.fm too. So our link should be anchor.fm slash things about stuff podcast. Now anchor.fm it lets you host a free
0: podcast. Yeah, and this sounds super dope to me. And I had just heard about it. When you told me that we were doing it, yeah, because you know your uncle Judge. I'm not on the cutting edge or anything. I just come in with a uh, slightly comedic slants on whatever <laughs> Brian has to say.
1: <laughs> I'm not the funny one. I just I bring it here. He put he. What do you What do you call you? Punch it up, right? You take what I say and you punch it up.
0: Right. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, my boy over here serves them underhand and I knock them out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. Uh sometimes they they hit the fence and I get to second. But nonetheless. We got some good shit coming up. And that's what I want to find out more about this thing. The anchor FM? Yeah, this anchor I want to see you guys out there, uh, you know, fucking with it, uh, host your own podcast. Be
1: like the champs. I mean, you're not going to get belts like us, but I mean, doesn't mean you can't be a contender someday.
0: Absolutely. Dude,
1: dude, do you we, know
0: that? I, I feel like we have a responsibility as champions to bring up the next era. Yeah.
1: we're still handing the belts to our boys though, when we're done.
0: Like right back to us or
1: No, we're handing handing hand to our boys.
0: Oh, our sons. Our sons, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Little things about stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that happening.
1: They're gonna be um there'll be stuff about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, but no, um, anchor FM if you've got um accounts on different like um, if you've got accounts with different podcast hosts like um, Stitcher uh, I'm trying to think it, it puts it on Spotify it puts it on a bunch of things it puts it, it creates its own RSS feed so anytime you um, anytime you pu- publish a podcast it goes to all of these different platforms that's what's really awesome about this, um, this
0: site. So it saves you from from doing the work that it like Yeah going through individually. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, you can um like it goes for um I'm trying to see where I can where I can go find where it was, but you can go to different um a yeah, RSS feed, um which will include things like, and I know Stitcher was one of them, but you can put it on so many different websites and just, um, upload it from here and then it'll, <clears throat> yeah, upload them to all of those channels. So that's, that's, um, that's what anger does. Um, you can also, you don't have to get that fancy equipment like we got, you know, you don't have to have that fancy um uh audacity software. You can just go into Anchor and just fucking start recording.
0: I mean, no one shows up the champ.
1: And then they they can, you can put background music on shit. Dude, you can be you can be doing what you can just do the damn thing. You don't have to buy a fancy Elgato Stream Deck. They got sounds for you. You don't got to have um, two Techna 2020 microphones with XLR cables.
0: You don't need the best sound guy in the biz you to need, run this thing.
1: You don't need two boom mics. You don't need two Techna headsets, which we don't have on right now.
0: Which it would take me less than six seconds if we had to.
1: Oh yeah, we did we we've, we've we've we we have the world record for that.
0: We've proven it time and time again, but you don't have to go through the trouble of being the tag team champions of the internet. You can just do it on Anchor. You can That's get funny. after it. You can make a run at our titles. And we will always be here to see your challenge and raise you.
1: But raise you up and then put you in the 2016. Sorry. That's just the way your story ends. It's you're like that meteoric rise, and then you get beat by the champs.
0: It's just one of those things that happens in the biz, man. But Anchor is going to give you the power to do it.
1: We might form an alliance with you. You never know. Be a badass fucking stable like DX. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, it's happened before and it can be you. With Anchor.
1: With Anchor. Um So let's go. Let's continue on. Um so basically go
0: on, uh, NFL from here.
1: Yeah, we're going to go talk some bullshit. Some fucking pure bullshit. So, um, basically, if anybody knows this off season, Antonio Brown wanted the fuck out of Pittsburgh. Was tired of their shit.
0: Well, yeah, I think that was a couple years in the making. I think he was dicking around with them for a minute while he okay. was still there.
1: But, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, like that last season, he wanted the fuck out. Um, so, um... Basically, um, the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers were like, "All right, well, we'll trade you, blah blah. blah. Um, we want, you know, we want to get something out of you while you're still under contract. So, guess what? The fucking Raiders put together a third and a fifth round pick for this this uh, you know star receiver.
0: Where I, I had every expectation." That he would have done really... I think he would have outshined everybody. Oh, yeah. In, in Oakland. I think they they needed him.
1: I think he needed them, too.
0: Yeah, they needed him. He needed them. And I think that would have... I, I thought it was a really great fit.
1: But, you know, came there came mini camp and... Uh, he was fighting over his fucking helmet and how he didn't like his helmet or he didn't, he didn't want to get a new helmet. He had a good helmet already. I just want the, I want to get, I want to get my helmet. I want to keep my helmet. It's, it's safe. I promise.
0: What? Absolutely. Uh, and his thing was, he was saying that the league regulated helmets, which they say are safer. And I doubt it. I think it's more a money thing than a safety thing. Yeah. He said that, it, I thought it was valid when he started off saying that it restricts his vision when he goes over the shoulder. Yeah. That's what he was saying. He doesn't have the same line of vision that he does with the old helmet. And That I was all for. Because whenever I hear something like, the NFL saying this is the safest helmet to me it sounds like this is the brand that gave us the most money to put our show on television Hmm. I highly doubt and here's the thing about helmets people say oh this is a 10 year old helmet what you have to realize about the helmets in the NFL is they can only be so safe. There's still room for your brain to bounce around inside your own skull. You don't need to be hit in the head. You can get hit in the chest real good and shake your head hard enough for your frontal lobe to hit the inside of your skull and knock your ass out.
1: Yeah, it's that... I mean, you can take hits
0: hard like that. Um, And I'll admit that my brain always goes to conspiracy, but I have a very... I feel like when these safest helmets come out, they're all going to have the same brand logo right on that forehead. I have a feeling that these these safe helmets have a logo on them from a company that gave the NFL millions of dollars the same way Reebok did and then Nike raised the ante we used to have Reebok jerseys and then we went right back to Nike jerseys I have the same feeling about the helmets that I don't fault him for for saying I want to use this one. It's no to me the whatever helmet he was wearing no matter how old it was it's no more or less safe than what's been deemed safest by yeah. the league. But so there that I'm with him.
1: The whole thing was though he he missed days of mini camp for that so that's like going that, that's inexcusable yeah. that's like you mm-hmm. or me not showing up to our job and expecting you to get paid or not to get fined or not to you know like oh i didn't show up you're not gonna pay me what what, what? dude what D- what i'm not
0: i'm not
1: above i'm not
0: above people what so then his just cuz i was supposed to be there doesn't mean i was supposed to be there then I the mean, first thing
1: the, the first thing that was um um the first thing that happened was um his feet he had the frostbite on his feet which was disgusting
0: and bizarre and bizarre i don't ways. i don't ever remember hearing that happening ever the cry, the cryogenic thing was new to me
1: yeah and well that's been around for had, a while like,
0: what looked like a serious foot injury from Oh, him. yeah. I mean, that was gnarly. Uh,
1: So that was first, and then the helmet deal. Um, Then, all of a sudden, like, you know, so I think he's, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, he's, you know, we're all through all this shit. We got through hard knocks. No, this motherfucker starts throwing a fit because we find him. And from what I understand, it was the it was it was in the NFL collective bargaining agreement that if these players miss minicamp, you have to find them. Like if they miss certain days of practice, you have to find them for those days, no matter what. You find them.
0: Yeah, and that was another thing that I didn't understand fully. But when I look into it, it was like
1: like unexcused. If it was unexcused,
0: yeah, yeah I mean, it was something they had to do.
1: Um, and then after, so after his um, what did he, what did you, what were we just going on saying? Oh, after yeah the fining. yeah the fining, he got mad at the GM of the the Raiders, which is Mike Mayock. Great guy, I think he's really gonna turn help turn the ship around, but um. Um. So uh, he. Goes ahead and he um, he's he's talking to Antonio Brown at practice. Antonio Brown gets heated at this exchange, calls him a cracker, and then tells him that um, he is going to punch him in the face. Then took a ball and punted it, and said, "Find him for that." So that kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah, and dude, throwing in cracker on top of that, like, I'm not against it calling someone a cracker, but use it appropriately. Don't throw a tantrum and use cracker as, oh, like, it was almost like he was, it, when it first happened to me, it was like he was trying to use racial tension as, like, why I'm not allowed here. As though the best players on that team are not, you know, the same ethnicity as him.
1: Yeah, I... And it, didn't,
0: it, it To me, it didn't make sense.
1: So after this goes on, he posts this video of a call between him and John Gruden basically saying, Oh yeah, I want to be a Raider. I always wanted to be a Raider. Do you guys want me to be a Raider? And John Gruden goes, why can't you just stop doing this and just play football?
0: But and that's where I gained a lot of respect for John Gruden for asking him flat out, do you want to be a Raider? And he's like, I wanted to be a Raider from day one. He's like, And to me the attitude was Okay, show me Yeah But he did uh, Gruden did come right out And was like Hey, do you want to be a Raider or not? Yeah As if to say Hey, do I waste my time on you? Or do we play football without you? And that I did earn I think Gruden earned a lot of respect in my book For coming right out He almost opened with that like, yeah. do you want to be a Raider? Yeah. Because then it's like, yes, no, either way, we're playing football type of thing.
1: Uh, So then after, like, this call, which I was like, oh, cool, maybe he's going to come back. And, you know, I was cool with everything. I was like, you know, all this shit happens, you know, just show up and let's let's move past this and get on with the season, right? So they come back, and they're like, all right, well, we're not going to suspend him. He's going to play Monday night. Um, But then they said something about they're going to take away his guaranteed money because of all the shit they did. Um, So they were able to do that, right, under the NFL rules. Um, And then uh, he comes back, and on Instagram, basically asks the Raiders to release him. So they release him. I'm I'm like still like whatever, you know, he's going to if you're going to be a headache here, you know, go be a headache somewhere else. You know, I'm not that mad at you or I'm not I'm not going to hold a grudge against this shit. Um, But what
0: Oakland does not need that.
1: No, no. We're I say we but like I say that as in, you know, I'm a fan. So I always refer to my team as we. Yeah, I do that Um, shit
0: all the time, too. Uh, and, and call you out at the same time. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm right there with you. But
1: the Raiders are yeah. trying to change their culture, right? They're trying to change it from um, not letting these divas get away with everything. We want, we're trying to be one one heartbeat. You know, what I'm saying we're we're gonna be we're gonna yeah, go like out there. We're gonna be a squad. We're gonna be down for you know to be a Raider. Yeah, and, you gotta um, be
0: ride or die, or you're not a Raider. Yeah, which I re- I have 100 percent respect for that mentality. That's any team has to run on that.
1: And I think and and Gruden's a no nonsense kind of guy. I mean, I think he in genuinely- that phone
0: call. I thought when that audio of him. That's why I say I gained he gained a lot of respect in my book because he was like straight to the point. Like, do you want to be here or not? And I have nothing but respect for that.
1: And um. And then so he asked to be released and they released him, right? And I was like, whatever, you know, go do you go do you somewhere. I'm, I'm mad a little bit, but, you know, I, I, we're going to get through it. Then this motherfucker, this fucking snake in the grass, fucking son of a bitch. Fucking hope he tears both his fucking ACLs and Achilles fucking getting in his Rolls Royce to go to fucking game day. Fucking signs with fucking New England. Fuck this fucking piece of shit.
0: The whole thing has uh, uh, collusion written all over it. I don't know what the grounds stand for with, uh, you know, one team having their voice in a guy's ear while he's on another team. I know that's against the rules. Yeah, but it to me it that seemed it was very odd that all this happened in a day. Yeah, within like most contract, uh, guys moving around it takes week, days at least weeks most of the time, and it took out like I don't think it was even an hour. Yeah, it was Before like he it doesn't traded it, it hands. Didn't
1: seem like that much that long. Um so basically we're going to backtrack to backtrack to when I said um Pittsburgh was trying to trade him, right? So New England offered a first round draft pick for Antonio Brown. Steelers said no, we're not going to trade to a rival. Okay, so they
0: and we're already getting rid of his punk ass.
1: Yeah, like, so was part of it. Yeah, so they didn't want to trade him to a rival. So Antonio Brown and his agent were very interested in the Patriots, but they would not trade to a rival. So basically what I think fucking happened was they fucking planned this shit all along.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought is that they were just late to the party. Like Oakland made it happen and then New England came in like late in the game after shit had already happened. And what better way to stifle a team than to snag one of their stars right as the season is starting? Not that uh, New England has been known for cheating or anything like that. Or
1: tampering with anything at all.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, I just... It mixes right into their soup, dude.
1: dude. And then they looked so fucking unstoppable tonight without Antonio Brown. It's just so fucking sickening. It it fucking sickens me that they're going to fucking have this fucking top tier fucking wide receiver on their fucking team. And basically fucking nothing's going to happen to them because they fucking had this shit planned all along. And fucking now the NFL, if you don't, if you don't believe the NFL is rigged, look at this fucking situation. Um, I hope fucking, I hope the Raiders come out on top this fucking season after this shit. I hope they come out way ahead of Antonio Brown. I fucking hope so. Cause this dude fucking deserve, I, I fucking, I fucking tweeted at him. I said, fucking karma. What goes around comes around. Karma's a bitch. And I go, um, I can't remember what I said. I think I said, I called him a snake in the fucking grass. Fucking hate him. I uh-huh. have.
0: But and I don't hate many on the, people. On the podcast, though, you're saying that you know, you hope he gets hurt and stuff like that. But I feel like on a serious note, I want him to stay healthy his entire career with New England. I just hope he's the biggest headache that Bill Belichick has ever had to deal with.
1: I hope he fucking tears them apart from the inside and destroys that fucking Patriots dynasty.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, man. He could be a huge thorn as long as he stays healthy and puts up regular numbers. He could be a thorn in Bill Belichick's side that he hasn't seen since Randy Moss. Well, he... he, Because Randy Moss, he he played his own game when he was over there. Instead of 8-1, he was 1-8. Yeah. And he called his own shots and was Randy Moss. I just hope that he does the same thing. Just is a constant headache to Bill Belichick. Because I feel like he needs it. He looks... He has a resting face like he has a migraine headache. Already. And then to add a guy like Antonio Brown. I just... I What I'm hoping is that the helmet, uh, the shenanigans, never stop. And they are constantly plagued with this guy who's going to, who would, uh, with the way that he handled the Raiders. Yeah. I want to see him handle his career with New England the same exact way and put a little hashtag on their on their organization like oh yeah we did have this one guy who wouldn't listen to Belichick yeah I mean because it's because he is going to have to if he's going to play he's going to have to make a stance on the helmet Right,
1: yeah, he's a, well, they here he already a, got here he already got shit
0: the weed through with this whole story. I just hope that it bothers Bill Belichick to the point yeah. where he's like, God damn it, we made a mistake because it, in my eyes though, I do think that his best years are behind him. <laughs> That's, to, ju- that's just how the receiver position works.
1: Well, now you they know. got to spread the ball around between him, Edelman, and fucking Josh Gordon. So it's like his numbers aren't going to be amazing.
0: Oh, no. And going to New England, like with with the Raiders, he could have had huge numbers. Oh, yeah. Because they needed to incorporate him in the offense. Yeah. and you then go to that- New England, they don't need you, dude. They cheat, they win, it doesn't matter. You're just going to be a a number on a spreadsheet type of thing. You know what I mean? I just hope that he's as big a headache as he was in Oakland. Yeah. The way I see it, like I said, I think his best years are behind him. I think Oakland Raiders dodged a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I think New England is taking on a uh headcase. Yeah, a headcase. There I I think they've bought they've bought a tree with no fruit. Nah. I really do think that his best years are behind him, but that's just how the wide receiver position works.
1: Yeah. You're good when you're yeah, so, young. Then when you start getting past thirty, yeah,
0: but yeah, and that's where like Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, the guys who have, like Tim Brown, who yeah. did play for the Raiders and didn't, didn't I, speak out a turn once. Yeah, that's how that's top tier caliber player, yeah. and he showed with the Raiders that he can't step up. To top tier. He just wants that big payout. Yeah. Because I think he even he knows that his best receiving days are behind him. He's not a Jerry Rice. He's not a Tim Brown. He's not a uh, Chris Carter. He's not one of those guys.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't know where Devontae Burfick plays now. But if they played Oakland twice a year, whatever team he's on, I don't blame him for going to New England. I don't want to play that maniac twice a year. Nah, I can't get knocked unconscious twice a year. Every yeah. year? Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the f- the Steelers played Perfect though twice a year.
0: Where's he at though?
1: Perfect he's with the Raiders. Him and oh, Brown Oh my
0: god. They Yeah, stay on the Raiders, dude. <laughs> You'll have to face him. Just... The baddest bitch in the league is on your team. <laughs> yeah. He fucked up. He di- he fucked up. I was loving it when he was talking about the helmet because of course my brain goes to the conspiracy. Like the safest helmet probably paid the NFL the most money. Kudos to him for keeping his old helmet type of thing. I
1: don't think he, he's he's got but a but I helmet. did fully got,
0: expect him to play for the Raiders. He got
1: a he got a new helmet endorsement, dude. He got an endorsement from a helmet company. You didn't know that?
0: No, I didn't. And they did, wouldn't let him wear that one. Why didn't it, why he didn't he didn't just wear that helmet? Was it not cleared by the NFL or what happened here? I, uh,
1: The the new helmet is the one that's that is okay with the league, and then he got an endorsement deal from him.
0: Nah, I think he played himself on this one, dude. Yeah, because in in New England, he's gonna be a nobody. You know, he's not gonna be the star Antonio Brown. That he would have been on the Raiders. And that's, you know, when a team is building around you yeah, and you're going to get receptions, yards, shit like that, you're not going to get that at New England. They're going to spread the ball around, they're going to dominate the league, and you're going to be a nobody on a great team. I really think he fucked up. Yeah, I really think that he fucked up. Because Tom Where Brady's
1: was, Tom Brady's not going to be around forever, but Derek Carr's got another. He's got a, a he's got more years in him than fucking Tom Brady does. So you know what, what was your, your you are the one that fucked up there.
0: Oh, I mean, and he cut his receptions in half because of the caliber of the two teams, in Oakland, he may have had, you know, uh, 10 receptions a game. Where in New England, he may get two a game. Because they have room to spread the ball around. I mean, he really played himself on this one, man.
1: Yeah, he is... He's... (laughs) I mean the we're we're a building team, but like it's not to say that we can't be successful. Like we've got the we've got the we've got things in place to be a contender here in in a couple years. I mean, if with him we could have maybe made the playoffs this year. Who's to say? Um but you
0: know. But in Oakland, he's a star. Yeah. In New England, Brady's the star, and that's the end of the story. Oh yeah, that's that's, it, a, that's what I'm saying. Brady about was a star. Yourself,
1: Brady man. was the star. Gronk was the star.
0: I mean, and they have they just have too much going on for him that he could have really padded his stats by playing for Oakland. His receptions would have gone way up, which of course brings the yards way up. You know, TDs, you know they're looking for him in the end zone. And then you go over to New England, and you're not a star. You're just a guy on the team. I feel like he played himself. But in the end, if they offered him more money, he wins, we lose type of thing.
1: Yeah. I just hope he destroys him. Um, oh, real quick before I forget about it. You want to know something about a former hack today? What happened? Uh, TJ Hackinson yeah. had 100-plus yards receiving in the NFL and a touchdown. Our boy, baby! Tell them about them hawks. Tell Russia about them hawks. Let's go. We got pro level hawks. We got college level hawks.
0: I don't give a shit. I'll buy a Detroit jersey with his name (laughs) on the back of it. Dude, I look good in light blue.
1: Dude, because I mean. That
0: baby blue looks good on Uncle Judge's shoulders.
1: Because tell them what our next uh, topic is.
0: We're. (laughs) <laughs> it cracked. Dolphins, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking dolphins, man. What the
0: fuck? Dude, we got a minute before we're going to even be good. I can't talk shit on Detroit rooting for the dolphins, man. Yeah,
1: man. <laughs> and,
0: I, and I don't understand all the moves and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know what direction we're going in here. Uh, we, I mean Miami. I, I want to distance myself from the organization at this point. Dude,
1: come over to Oakland. We're going to be fine, even without Antonio Brown.
0: I do look good in black.
1: Who doesn't, though?
0: Dude, I have way more Oakland gear than dolphins
1: dude we'll, we'll welcome you with with uh open arms dude even the denali on your fucking screensaver over there is black
0: oh it's jet black yeah dude jet black with the chrome accents that's oh. the type of car i'm trying to drive i mean and that uh, what really sweetens the deal though is i've been a closet raiders fan forever dude Yeah, there's pictures of me as a baby with Oakland sweatpants on, matching sweatpants, sweatshirt, hat. Back in 92, when Starter was killing it, there is a picture of me looking like the hardest OG gangster in all of Carlisle (laughs) with my Raiders gear on.
1: The most gangster motherfucker in Carlisle,
0: yeah, no use of my legs, but <laughs> some sick Oakland gear on. Now i've that's I've always been a fan. I painted my face when they uh, went to the Super Bowl, cheered my ass off. But dude, you talk about Dan Marino. In his performance in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, (laughs) that was
2: hooked.
1: Uh, But now you've got you've got the you're trading players left and right. You've got three players that after this game today, talk to their their agent about getting traded.
0: Yeah, some guys don't want to wear the cutest jerseys in all of NFL football. You guys have the
1: cutest outfits ever.
0: The cutest, dude. We have the best summer wear.
1: And you and l- listen, your your uh, mascot, absolutely adorable.
0: Yeah, he's looking a lot better now that he doesn't wear a helmet. That looks like he needs to have it on at all times.
1: <laughs> like he's one of them special ed dolphins, or
0: what? Yeah, the caricature dolphin. Like I've got those jerseys and stuff. Not my Ricky Williams, that was stolen from me, along with a lot of... Actually, all of my dolphin stuff was stolen from yeah, me.
1: unfortunate.
0: Yeah, that's uh, kind of how it goes. You live with a lady and then don't. But anyways... How dare you? Yeah. How dare me? I am an asshole. But anyways... Clearly uh, your fault. That's what, uh, I'm going to work on my boy because I want to bring him with me. And I don't want to set the example that you can just bandwagon. Not that Oakland's like a bandwagon choice. Get
1: your boy onto some Oakland gear now.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm going to get him on board and we'll make the move together. But it's going to be soon, dude. This
1: you gotta do it this it's, year. It, dude,
0: it's been hard rooting or, for or Miami. Or next
1: next year when we're in Las Vegas, you can definitely be sell him on Las Vegas. Like Las Vegas is cool, man. You can do all this cool stuff in Vegas.
0: But did you see what the Jets did with their jerseys? How they changed shit up? Um, and now they look like a D2 school? <laughs>
1: no, I did
0: not. No, they look like shit. Uh... As long as they don't change up their jerseys. I will. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm going to try and get my boy. And bring him over to the dark side. And root for the Raiders. I mean. The the entire time I've been watching the Dolphins man. It's just been. Uh, you know. I don't get to watch them regularly. No. And then when I do get to watch them, they lose. Except for that there's always one game. It seems like they can beat the Patriots one time.
1: One time. I don't know about this year, though.
0: They can usually beat the Patriots once a year. But I would rather... Move over to a division that plays the Broncos, Chiefs, and whatever the fuck they have with the Lightning Bolts. Mm -hmm. Whatever that team is. I'd rather root for that team who plays those teams. The fucking Dolphins, the most disappointing part, we got Buffalo and the New York Jets. Dude, that brings your fucking. That brings your value down. Your curb value. It'd be. Your curb value on a house. It'd be like knocking out all your windows. And leaving a gaping hole in the roof.
1: Like having some kids throw some baseball through your windows.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that. But then just leaving it that way. That's what. That's what our division looks like. And then we have the fucking uh, patriots who come out of it. Yeah. It's like, how long can you put yourself through that bullshit to wear cool summer colors? (laughs) (laughs) You know. I look great in baby blue and orange.
1: (laughs) That was like a teal color. Oh, baby blue is... Not the not they the They went
0: from they went from teal to a a bluer
1: a bluer green? Yeah. Uh,
0: electric blue.
1: The dolphins? Yeah. Damn, is that new?
0: Yeah, when they changed the what was that, uh twenty ten? They changed the logo and then the it went from teal to a bluer color. It's less green now. Hmm. The logo doesn't have a I need this helmet on to get through the day helmet on. But it's a bluer blue where it used to be teal. Hmm. Had I not had my Ricky Williams jersey stolen, I would never ever root for any other team than the Dolphins. But my orange uh, Miami alternate jersey got stolen by somebody who sold it for $20. Uh, Yeah, I'm about ready to make a switch.
1: I would go with the Raiders. That's the best... That's the best um, alternative I can give to like any other team. Like I don't see any other team besides maybe the Minnesota Vikings because my grandpa was a Vikings fan. That's the only other team I kind of root for, you know. And then I root yeah. for players from my fantasy team. But the only other real team I root for is the Vikings because my grandpa's a Vikings fan, and your brother is a Vikings fan yeah, too. Yeah, my so.
0: brother's a Vikings fan, so I can't do that. But uh, what the guy that I root for the most in the league, who's not on my team, is that guy who grew up in Minnesota. He went to the University of Minnesota, uh. and then he ended up on the Vikings. He wears number nineteen. Thielen, like Thielen, Thielen. Yeah. Thielen. yeah, yeah.
1: I don't Did that?
0: That is a bad dude, and I'll root for him all day every day yeah
1: he's a you know and like that's
0: a cool ass that's a kick-ass story man and he's a he's a badass ball player too
1: oh yeah dude he can he's a, and like he came out of nowhere like nobody really expected him to be that that good of a that good of a player he went to minnesota state university
0: oh, okay i thought he was a golden gopher
1: no, but I mean same thing, right? Yeah, As, yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah, I, I didn't think he was doesn't a... doesn't you know, take away from it at all. Yeah, I I just didn't think he was a he went to Minnesota.
0: Actually, adds to it, really. Yeah,
1: because Minnesota good. State, um, wasn't that the fucking uh college that um coach was based on the show Coach? Was it Minnesota State University?
0: Oh man, it's it's been a minute since I been watching I want, I want to say that um i was too and then i was too young at the time to really take it all in i remember watching the show but i don't remember
1: yes minnesota state university screaming eagles yeah minnesota
0: state <laughs> university so that dude did it all <laughs> yes and caught a touchdown pass today nice So I'll root root for that guy all day, every day.
1: Minnesota State University, Mankato.
0: (laughs) Damn. That's like, not only do I have more Oakland gear than I have Dolphins gear, I have starter Oakland gear, which is 90s as fuck. Hell Which yeah. is in style as now. far right now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to have to get uh, I'll get Little Man on board with me. We'll make the move. Um, yeah, I'm trying Ch- to make the move. Dude.
1: Christmas time is going to be a lot of stuff for the Raiders for him,
2: huh?
0: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, cancel those orders on the brown jerseys. But uh, <laughs>
2: well,
1: you can still get a Derek Carr jersey, baby.
0: Yeah, we'll also cancel the orders on none of the Miami jerseys we were <laughs> looking for.
1: The absolutely zero jerseys that we had ordered—they suck.
0: That's uh Ricky Williams is still my favorite football player to have ever played. I was a fan of him before he even came to Miami because of how good he was and then becoming, you know, going through adulthood watching his story. He's still my favorite player of all time. He still ended up going to Baltimore. I think just to pay back his debts to Miami for disappearing. But I think I have nothing but respect. I for think Rick all he
1: Williams does now has. is travel the world and smoke weed, man. I think.
0: I doubt he travels the world. I I bet he travels the world, but from his couch,
1: <laughs> smokes weed.
0: Yeah, just with weed.
1: Because that's what that was his drug of choice. He had that social anxiety, though.
0: No, and need de- to. They, they did that. uh because uh, they did that special on him. Like it was like I, I am Ricky or something like that. they talk to him on the couch, and he's covered with a blanket, and is kind of giving you his. His theory about football has more to do with the world. He really wanted to talk about his place in the world than he did than his place on the football field, which I have nothing but respect for, man. That dude did so much on the football field, mostly for New Orleans, but he did a lot for Miami, too. What makes it hard to root for Miami is no matter how much talent comes through that program and that organization, they find a way to fuck it up. They've always found a way to fuck it up. We had Jarvis Landry for the longest time, uh, and he was a huge fantasy football pick from what I've heard. But our team didn't make anything of it. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill called, you know, he was calling the practice squad scrubs, got hurt, and then got fucking shipped off to another team. It's like, first of all, suits you for being a dickhead. But when we got Nadamakung Sue, uh, oh, Kiko Alonzo, we had, our defense was so stacked uh Cameron Wake on the end we should have been a powerhouse when we were nothing to even be talked about and that was that was super disappointing i mean the didn't even kick anybody in the face
1: that's what really upsets me
0: <laughs> yeah Dude, that guy from the Browns already kicked somebody in the face. This year. Uh, who? I didn't know him before it happened. That uh, defensive lineman kicked somebody in the face. Oh, hard damn. Hard as fuck. Damn. And got tossed out of the game. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, the only harder team to root for would be the Browns. They have so much talent. Oh, man. And given this first week of football, look like same, same.
1: Yeah. Um, We
0: are are shit, and we will be shit.
1: Apparently, uh, uh, as of last year, Ricky Williams is um, in the cannabis industry. He has his own uh, line called um, Real Wellness. Let me see. What was it? a kid, Ricky. He's like a cat.
0: He always lands on his feet.
1: Yeah, Real Wellness. Um, An opportunity to bring together his love of marijuana and his knowledge of herbalism to create wellness products that combine cannabis with herbs traditionally used to treat a variety of health problems from anxiety to headache to menstrual cramps. I went online so and looking cross- the
0: ladies, dude.
1: Went online and cross-referenced what people were searching herbal remedies for, with what people were searching for medical marijuana.
0: Um, yeah. He uh, Ricky's a dope dude. Dope. Dope, Go back and dope look dope at dude. his highlights. <laughs> he is he a is, dope dude. Yeah, he's a dope dude. That's a double entendre there. Yeah. <laughs> And the last time that I got to go to a game, I bought myself tickets for my birthday. I uh, brought my baby mama along, who was eight months pregnant. Damn, so your
1: boy was there, too.
0: Yeah, little man got to be at a Dolphins game, uh, despite a doctor saying, do not do that. (laughs) But we went to it I bet I, your
1: baby mama was like I don't think he knows what the fuck he's talking about.
0: I think she said that about me too. <laughs> she's always right. We'll leave it at that she's always right but uh yeah dude, watching Ricky Williams in a huddle he he has nothing to do with a huddle <laughs> When we went there we we went to Minnesota. And watching them play, and it, they would—they took a huddle right in front of us, and he didn't even—he was looking around at the crowd. To me, it looked like he was already stoned, <laughs> like he's just kind of taking it all in. Like, dude, this—this this new dome's pretty legit. They're like, know, yeah, trip twenty-eight, right?" And he's like, "Right."
1: Oh, right. But oh, this, that's me.
0: <laughs> this dome is pretty sick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run to this other part on the field so I can get a better view.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he had a he had a great game and shit like that, but the huddles cracked me up because he didn't look like he was a part of it. Yeah. He was always the guy off to the side, like chilling.
1: That's, that's about him. That's about, that sounds about like Ricky. Sounds about like the Ricky we know too.
0: Oh yeah. But hey, he'll tell Ricky, you. Ricky's are a good breed.
1: Ricky's will be some people that will tell you some conspiracy type shit. I feel like if we ever talked to Ricky Williams, he'd be like, yo, but have you checked out, um, DMT? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Have that heavier shit on board.
1: <laughs> He's like, "You ever felt like talking to God? Get on some DMT." <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: He was like, "All right."
0: <laughs> but dude, he was one of those. He was a big guy who was light on his feet, and that was so much fun to watch. That's a, I was a fan of his before he even made it to Miami. but he's still, he's still one of my favorites just because he, he came in in that age where you get to know people off of the field. Mm-hmm. And to me, he kept it real. It, just like Dave Chappelle disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. They found out he was in Africa. <laughs> Ricky took off and they found him because he was under contract. They went and found him, and he was, like, camping out in Australia, (laughs) smoking dope.
1: Yeah. But I think his next venture, I think he could really be successful. Um, Just because, you know, like, he's got a passion for it, and he has social anxiety. That's the biggest reason why when he was in New Orleans, he'd do all his his interviews with his helmet on. You know?
0: Yeah, and he started wearing the visor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But, you know, I mean, sometimes people need that shit for social anxiety, you know? I don't blame them.
0: Now, I I love how he kept it real, you know? He brought, uh, you know, that human aspect. You know, Mm -hmm. made people think that these are real people doing these, you know, superhuman things. Yeah. And then right after that, we start talking about, oh, is it not good for your brain to knock heads with people on a weekly basis? See, this is
1: where, like, why I, like, I like Humble Players, but I also do like the ones that are, like, have a little bit extra, kind of have fun with it. But yeah. like, you know, like um, like I talked about earlier, Habib Nurmagomedov, Nurmagomedov, he said that, um, you know, how he was so humble about everything and he was so humble about that and appreciative of his talents. I think on the other hand, Antonio Brown, someone like going back to Antonio Brown, he's someone who fucking he's like, meh, God made gave me these talents. I mean, I work hard to keep them, but meh, fuck it. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Uh, pay me. Pay me. Pay me money. I got I got to drive a new Rolls-Royce. I don't give a fuck about the game. I could retire right now. I don't give a fuck.
0: Oh yeah. And like hindsight's 2020 20, always. But I feel like he's the type of guy who is like I think in his mind he's like why isn't New England knocking on my door? Yeah. Why hasn't this happened already? And then the Oakland thing happened, and he's like, well, shouldn't I be, like, on the best the best team? Why wasn't New England asking me to be there?
1: They did, and And that was,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like an afterthought type of thing that actually happened. Yeah. But I think in his mind, I think he has a it is kind of like in a like an infectious thing like a like a cancer almost i can see him being a cancer on the new england team oh no doubt because as soon as like say he doesn't get as many receptions as he thinks he needs in a game he's going to start drama there yeah just like he did when on the team that made his career. he yeah. He pulled a bunch of bullshit over there in Pittsburgh that led to him going to Oakland. And he pulled so much bullshit that they didn't let him play a single game for their team. And mm-hmm. now he's going to go to New England. And if he thinks that he's the caliber player that he is, he's going to fuck up another opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, Which is shit.
0: too bad for people who want to see him play. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, he did have a great career. Yeah. I also think, though, that his best years are behind him. He wants that big money. Yeah. I don't know what the money was between Oakland and New England, but I feel like in his mind he really thought, why isn't New England knocking my door down to play for them?
1: He's making fifteen million with nine million guaranteed, so about like what he's getting paid in Oakland this year.
0: And is that games. for? Is it one, one year. year?
1: One yeah. year deal.
0: Yeah, I really think he played himself on this
1: one. Yeah. Well, we've hit about two hours and twenty minutes so far. That's what I've got. I, I started our clock a little bit late. We don't want to fucking go too long on these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, they can only handle so much
1: so uh, let's let's throw the socials at him again one more time him with the Facebook
0: that's facebook.com slash things stuff podcast what about Instagram Instagram at Instagram at things about stuff podcast
1: yeah and then of course always Twitter. Um, where we are, at? we are at podcast underscore TAS for things about stuff. And then of course, hit us up on Twitch. Go ahead, do it right now. Twitch.tv slash things about stuff podcast. You can hit it, follow us, and then you'll know when we go live. You won't have to check Twitter. You won't have to check our, uh, Instagram. You won't have to check Facebook to see when we're live. You can just you can get that notification that says Things About Stuff Podcast has gone live. And you can see the fucking champs do the thing live. See our faces. See what we're wearing. Guess what we smell like.
0: Get a glimpse at those belts.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The fucking belts, baby.
0: And then again it it does shine pretty bright.
1: Like a diamond.
0: So get yourself up, all up in there, check us out, get after it, and really, it's like I said.
1: Yeah, it's like I said. Well, it's like I said. Let's go to Chunkhead uh, for the official decision. Let's do it.
2: And, and still, two. the reigning podcast tag team champions of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, things about stuff.